From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Friday the 9th of December 2022. Good afternoon. In today's Spotlight story, we run through the prisoner swap between the US and Russia. There are more things happening around the world right now though, so we'll also run through three of today's other important stories. And in our exclusive Nebula section, we discuss our recent trip to Germany. But first, why did the US hand a convicted arms dealer back to the Russians? Back in February, American basketball star Brittany Griner left the US to head to Russia to play in the Russian Premier League during the WNBA off-season. As a professional basketball player, this isn't too unexpected. The twist came when she was arrested at a Russian airport for carrying vaporizer cartridges that contained less than a gram of hash oil. Griner had been prescribed medical cannabis in the US state of Arizona. Unfortunately for her, this is illegal in Russia. In July, Griner pled guilty to the charges and in August was sentenced to nine years in prison. There was concern from some in the international community that Griner was being used as a political pawn and that Russia had taken her into custody in order to gain leverage over the West as tensions rose in the lead-up to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. By the 15th of May, there was speculation that the Russians and Americans may be considering a deal to swap Griner with international arms dealer Viktor Bout, colloquially known as the Merchant of Death. Bout is a Russian citizen who was originally arrested in 2011 by the US authorities and was found guilty by a Manhattan jury of conspiracy to kill US citizens and officials, delivery of anti-aircraft missiles and providing aid to a terrorist organisation. In essence, he was one of the most prolific Russian arms dealers known to the US authorities. As such, he was sentenced to 25 years in prison. On Thursday morning, President Biden, accompanied by Griner's wife Sherelle, Vice President Kamala Harris and Secretary Antony Blinken, announced Griner's impending return by saying, she's safe, she's on a plane, she's on her way home. To secure her release by Russia, Biden ordered Viktor Bout to be freed and returned to Russia as part of a one-for-one exchange. The actual exchange saw two private planes bring Brittany Griner and Victor Bout to Abu Dhabi Airport in the United Arab Emirates and then fly them home to their respective countries. A statement by the UAE and Saudi Arabia said the leaders of the two countries had played leading roles in mediation efforts. However, this was disputed by the White House, who said the only countries involved were the United States and Russia. Notably, the one-for-one swap leaves retired U.S. Marine Paul Whelan still imprisoned in Russia for espionage, which the U.S. denies. The U.S. had hoped to secure Whelan's release as part of an exchange. However, this was a non-starter for Russia. President Biden said, we've not forgotten about Paul Whelan, adding, we will never give up on securing his release. Whelan told CNN that he was happy to see Griner freed, but added he was greatly disappointed that more has not been done to secure my release, especially as the four-year anniversary of my arrest is coming up. Okay, so that's the biggest story of the day, but there's a lot more going on around the world. So here's a rundown of three of the stories. In one of its final acts before a new Congress is sworn in in January, the lame duck US Congress has passed landmark legislation to protect same-sex and interracial marriage. 
Restrictions on interracial marriage were ruled as unconstitutional by the Supreme Court in 1967, and gay marriage was legalised nationwide by a Supreme Court decision in 2015. But the new legislation, called the Respect for Marriage Act, aims to act as a limited backstop in the case that the Supreme Court overturns either of the aforementioned decisions. Fears of this happening were raised when the Supreme Court overruled a nearly 50-year-old constitutional right to abortion this year. If either ruling is overturned, the Respect for Marriage Act requires the federal government and state to recognise same-sex and interracial marriages as long as they were legal in the states where they were performed. The act was passed by the Senate last month in a 61-36 vote, with 12 Republicans joining 49 Democrats. The House of Representatives gave final congressional approval on Thursday in a 258 to 169 vote, with 39 Republicans joining every House Democrat. President Joe Biden said the Respect for Marriage Act will give peace of mind to millions of LGBTQI plus and interracial couples who are now guaranteed the rights and protections to which they and their children are entitled. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. It's been announced today that Rishi Sunak has agreed to collaborate with Italy and Japan to create a new fighter jet called Tempest that uses artificial intelligence. The development of this next-generation jet is expected to create thousands of jobs and strengthen security ties between the three nations. The jet is expected to be able to be flown without a pilot's input and be able to fire hypersonic missiles. Development will not be swift or cheap though. It's expected that this new fighter will enter service in the mid-2030s and will replace the Typhoon jet. As for price, developing new fighter jets can cost a huge amount. The development of the F-35, for example, was the most expensive program ever undertaken by the Pentagon. This may explain why Britain didn't want to develop the Tempest on its own. South Koreans are getting younger. And no, that's not a statement about shifting demographics. South Koreans will soon become a year or two younger after the country's parliament voted to scrap the traditional age-counting methods and adopt the international standard. Rather confusingly, South Korea uses three age-counting systems. The most widely used is the so-called Korean age system that means Koreans are deemed to be one year old when born and a year is added every 1st of January. There's also a separate system, the counting age, where babies are zero at birth then a year is added every January. It's this system that is used for things like conscription and legal ages for cigarettes and alcohol. South Korea has also, since the 1960s, used the international standard system for certain documents. The new law means that from June 2023, only the international method, that's zero at birth plus one on each birthday, will be permitted on official documents. The government said the change, which polling suggests is supported by the majority of South Koreans, is necessary because of the persisting confusion and legal and social disputes caused by the current system. In the final uplifting story today, we're going to talk about the endangered Malayan tapir. This creature is related to both the horse and the rhinoceros. Over the last 40 years, its population has roughly halved, and there are only around 2,500 of the animal left. Today, though, it has been announced that Chester Zoo in the UK has welcomed the birth of a new female Malayan tapir calf. She's been named Nessa and weighs just 9 kilograms. 
About the birth, the zoo said it was highly significant and an important moment for the conservation of the endangered species. That's all we have time for on YouTube today, but if you want to see our discussion of our recent trip to Germany, including discussions on which videos we were working on when we were there and our post-trip debrief, then watch the extended ad-free edition of the daily briefing over on Nebula. Now might be the time to do it, as there's an offer which gets you a year of membership for less than $1 a month. That's huge because Nebula subscribers not only get everything you've already watched ad-free, but also an extended edition of the show every single day, available to watch on Nebula or stream on your podcast app of choice. They also get access to a ton of other exclusive ad-free TLDR content, as well as videos from all your favourite creators. The good news is, like I mentioned, our friends at CuriosityStream, the streaming service which offers you some of the world's best documentaries, is offering an incredible deal whereby you can get both platforms, CuriosityStream and Nebula, for less than $12 a year. That's all the documentaries you could want on CuriosityStream, and then more TLDR content on Nebula, including the extended briefing, other full exclusive TLDR videos, and it's always ad-free. Click the link below to get both services for less than a dollar a month, a deal which doesn't last long, and support the channel.